harder for me. Alright, we're, so we're rolling. Change hands every couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> they, they deteriorate equally. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. they, uh, well, hey, what do you know about that? It's the Wednesday Morning Surf Report, the podcast that answers tomorrow's questions today. And I am your host, Rick Larson, and with me, as always, is our other host and recording engineer extraordinaire, Jeff Cardello. Yes, it's, it's great to be here this evening. It is indeed great to be here this evening. As I'm sure all of you know, whether you're listening in the morning or the afternoon or some other, uh, like the Taco Bell third meal time, it's your <laughs> life, you listen when you want to listen. But we have some fantastic guests tonight. Um, to my immediate right, um, is our first guest. He's one half of the improv group Robot Destroyers from Planet Earth. Uh, let's give it up for Tommy Cannon. Hey, thanks guys. Um, so, yeah, yeah. What's something you want the world to know about you, Tommy? I'm, I'm just, I want the world to know that I am so happy that you've engineered the Wednesday morning surf report that people could listen to a Wednesday night or yeah, yeah. not even on Wednesday. I, yeah. I think the only they rule could so far check is it out on a Sunday. It never comes out on Wednesday morning. Yeah. So that's 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 pretty great, man. As long as we stick to that. I, I'm loving your flexibility. Yeah. on. We'd like yeah. to keep things loose here. Yeah. I mean, it implies a deadline, but then you find out, oh, there I can listen to it whenever. Yeah, that's can. great. Do whatever you want. That's that's what I want you to know about me is yeah. that I'm so happy about that. <laughs> you like the title of the show. Yeah. Right? All right, we're keeping we're it. Yeah. Okay. All right, it's a wrap. All right, and our second fantastic guest seated to Tommy's right is the other half of Robot Destroyers from Planet Earth. Uh, give it up for Arturo Ruiz. Hey, how you doing? All right, and Arturo, what would you like the world to know about you? <laughs> Let's see. I would like the world to know that uh, I, I guess uh, I can say I'm from Mexico. I came here legally, and I'm not taking your job. Right. Okay. You didn't take my job. No. In fact, you guys created a whole thing for each other. It's oh right, symbiosis. yeah, yeah. So. To get to the meat of the matter, as uh, longtime listeners know, every week we dig deep into uh, the important questions of our age, and we, uh, we select one at random, and then we spend roughly an hour thoroughly, completely, and scientifically answering that question to its entirety. Um, so there will be no more, no further questions on it. Yeah, this is a one-stop source yeah. for information on that topic. That it will be archived. <laughs> I'm up to it though. And and that's the good news. The big news um, that I think I forgot to mention last week is you can now subscribe to us on iTunes. You can like us. You can do. You can leave reviews. You can do all those. Things oh that man! Yeah, write us a review, people. Come on! Oh my gosh! You can put us yeah. on your iPod and then turn that click wheel all the way down to W, where the Wednesday morning surf report is. Oh man! And, and listen to us in you your car. You want the car, full Steve Jobs? On your RV, thing. your boat, your whatever. The full plugs Steve into Hawking. An antenna jack. Yep. And so the honor this evening of choosing our question is going to go to Arturo. 
So okay. Look at those. Let's find out what not quite questions. orange, not uh, quite peach, velvety, perfect cards. I think this color is salmon. Oh, salmon. 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 Yeah. yeah that. Uh, okay. I have the question. Let's okay. hear it. Let's hear the question. What is the deal with bees? What is the What's deal with bees? Oh man. Oh. oh, that's a great question. Like, I always wonder. Like, they chose bees for those Saturday Night Live guys. Like, they must oh, have yeah. like had like a oh. grip on bee suits, or <laughs> there was a place across the street that sold like five dollar bee suits. Or so I don't know what the deal, deal is. Right. Yeah. 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 Like one size fits all, even Belushi, all the way down to Jane Curtin. I don't know who all was a B. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of them yeah. suited up for that thing. It was the mid '70s, and being a B was a really big deal. There. Yeah, I mean, just the comedy in that was the fact that they were wearing B costumes. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember just a giant B costume. Just like the bit when when Paul Simon came out dressed as a turkey. Like, that was the whole bit. It wasn't anything. He went out, he began a song, and halfway through, he just said, this is stupid, and had a discussion about how stupid it is that he's in a turkey costume. But, yeah, it's like the bee costume was its own... Richard Simmons was a turkey on Letterman, too. Oh, Bees and turkeys! Yeah, yeah, and... Uh, and and he was, was oily, and, and Dave was just like, get away from me. And <laughs> Richard Simmons kept just trying to hug him. No, well. <laughs> until oh. Bill reached for a fire extinguisher. Yeah. That's right. He he would always like try to wig out Letterman with unwanted uh, affection. Yeah, and he did it in a turkey suit one time. In huh? a turkey suit on <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's kind of great. It's weird how sometimes costumes will make the entire joke like that, and you'll still like it. But like that's not the case with fat suits. I don't find fat suits funny. I don't know that anybody whose opinion I value finds fat suits funny, but I don't know. What do you guys? Am I am I in the wrong? I don't here? know. I think it depends on the fat suit. Like if it's like Weird Al. Yeah, Weird Al. Um, okay. If it that's a pretty good one. So that was an inflatable fat suit. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think not look anything like a real. Fat I think fat it has suit. to have some kind of like abstraction to it. Like I've laughed at dudes like. Who were like master dancers and tearing up the floor, but they were in inflated fatness that you could tell no. they were just in balloons. It was like, yeah. oh man, that looks so weird. And I, I think it's because it's not anti-fat person. It's look at how weird this looks that these guys dance in these weird things. Wait, I mean, what type of dance clubs do you go to where people are wearing fat suits? I, I think I I've saw this out at, on uh, It was a big thing in Studio 54. <laughs> okay. Everybody I'm was trying to name the place. I can't. Or in a fat suit. And the big thing to do if you were a bee was to try to and, sting the fat suit and pop it. And the weird thing is I think it was in New York City and I'm thinking okay. of this. Yeah. I, I can't so remember the, the name so of this little fat place. Suit people learn to... It's tiny. To... to Coat the inside of, to fill the inside of their inflatable fat suits with baby powder, so that when the bee would come up to them and sting them and pop their fat suit, it would just blow and baby and powder. And all oh, and it, would, yeah, baby it powder. would smell like yeah, so, fresh and sweet or whatever. And that. then they're like, "Mom, I gotta go get my bee costume <laughs> dry cleaned." This is terrible. Was, that's why Studio Fifty Four closed. Yeah, and they opened a dry cleaner there. So oh, hey, yeah. And Better business for dry cleaning. Yeah, yeah. there were all the people that tried to snort the baby powder, and you can't. <laughs> and they were disappointed. You just got, yeah. yeah. 
They're just like, it just doesn't, smells good. doesn't keep you awake and make you weird like cocaine does. It just, what does happen when you smoke ba- baby butter? Well, probably it, it, it just absorbs the moisture out of the inside of your lungs. You just oh. probably sneeze weird or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you sneeze and like, like a mummy finger comes out or something. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mummies were actually embalmed with baby powder. Baby powder the yeah. the yeah. first baby powder was <laughs> discovered in the, uh, the first ancient... Incan mummy. Yes, <laughs> was in baby powder. Yeah. Oh, so... that was a that was a delicious smelling mummy. Oh, wait, not delicious. Baby powder is not delicious. No, but it does. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like not bad. It's, it's not bit, good like, though because yeah, I associate it with everything right. else associated with a baby, right, which right. is yeah, bad connotations. I mean, the smell itself isn't unpleasant, but the context is just yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just ruined. It's like when I smell baby powder, I just want to like go out and get a vasectomy somewhere. I'm just like, oh no, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. a back alley vasectomy. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant somewhere on your body, like you're gonna oh, get a, yeah. a vasectomy at, on your shoulder. At Bed Bath and Beyond, you're gonna walk in. I need a vasectomy. Yes, <laughs> right here please. on my elbow. Right on my elbow. Give me one of them elbow vasectomies. <laughs> I think another thing that uh, that smells good, and the sm- I would never eat it, but the smell of it makes me hungry, is Play-Doh. Oh, oh yeah, I know people who ate salt. Play-Doh. Oh, I know people I who ate Play-Doh, too. Some yeah. kind of and grain content in there. But <laughs> there, there must be something food I in there. I know you can make it with, like, salt and flour and the souls of the damned or something. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, put a, we'll put a link to the Play-Doh recipe on our, yes. on our show notes. <laughs> But uh, Hasbro's secret um, recipe that's been under wraps for years. Oh man, yeah. And I, find I, it I heard this. that that was supposed to be like wallpaper paste remover. Like if you wanted to change the wallpaper in your house, like the oh. inventor of that stuff was like that was his deal. Like oh man, I got to make something to make this job easier, and he made that. And then I guess like somewhere down the line, they found like oh. You can, it's not toxic, and kids could make stuff out of it, can, and it's you fun. You mold it into the shape of a, pe- of a penis. It's, right. Yeah. I bet you they thought of the kids playing with it before they found out it wasn't toxic. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, right. The, yeah, that's, that's, that is the like MO. a bonus. Oh, okay. yeah, Toys and go art in the, supplies. Let's and, go in the other room and yeah. see if those children are dead yet. <laughs> right. What? Yeah. They're alive. Oh. oh, look at that. Change the bonus. packaging. Yeah. <laughs> So, bees. 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 Oh, bees. Are you afraid of bees? I am not. Even though I was stung by one, I was uh, doing cross-guard duty. I I am an art teacher outside our school, and every afternoon I do cross-guard duty. And, like, I don't know how the bee got in there, but it was, I'm left-handed, I hold the sign with my left hand, and I take the sign, and I switch hands for some reason. I see a bee in the act of stinging me. Oh. In the palm of my hand, and and it stung me, and I scraped it off with <laughs> with the stop sign. There's a freaking and ninja bee! Like, how did it yeah. get in there? I have there? no like, idea how it did that. Like Snake eyes, uh, GI Joe bee. Yeah, like, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was the Russians. I don't know, you, but you know but how they always say too, bee, like the bee it. dies after it stings you. Good. Yeah. Oh, I, I slap it. For I got, it as yeah. a kid, I got stung by a bee. I didn't even get that pleasure because the bee was already dying like somebody had swatted it and it kind of fell or 
You got stung so by an agonizing bee. It was, it was, yeah, oh. it was dying and on as the its side last... of the pool. And I was walking along the outside oh, of the pool. I was trying, it was one of those above ground doughboy pools. And I was trying to make <laughs> a whirlpool. Yeah. And I had my hand on the side and I was just running along the side of the thing and got my hand and hurt like a son of a bitch. It I felt stepped, like broken glass. I yeah. stepped on a dead bee. And, and I got stung by the dead bee. No. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, surprised it didn't turn into some kind of zombie. Or I, I see the heightening that this is going. Jeff's a zombie. story about getting stung by the ghost of a bee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. God, bees. I've. It's been a really long time since I've been stung by a bee. So, I don't know. Generally, it's pretty memorable. But um. Yeah, there haven't been any recent instances. Um, yeah, I mean, just talking about getting stung by bees, uh, I know that there are some comic book fans here in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, how come there isn't Bee Man? I mean, is that a there's, superhero? Is there's there... bee-related things. Yeah, there's, there's like, the Swarm. There's the Buzz swarm? Off. There's Buzz Off in the Masters of the Universe. Okay. The swarm is like, a, a, like an evil like in, intelligence, like, like a, a bug hive mentality type of... Uh, amorphous thing that's just okay. a mass of bees with, with with just two red eyes that that look at you menacingly. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just wondering why it's the board of directors of Apple Computers. I'm wondering why these characters aren't more popular, like like Spider Man. Spider Man. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, probably people are more afraid of spiders than they are of bees. Well, bees are nice, except when they sting you. Yeah. They, yeah. I got a question though. Okay, so. We're here. We're in the United States, good old U.S. of A. Uh, land of the free, home of the brave. We worship money. So, I. What happens if there's a? Is does the government take care of you if bees build a hive, like on your property, or you're on your own? You gotta hire someone to come and kill those bees. You're pretty much. Yeah, on your own. You're, you're on, on your, your own, own, right? You're yeah. on your own. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that sucks because. <laughs> Because Back in Mexico, Bandito filled Mexico. Uh, if this happened to me, I, I, I had a I had a big front yard and a really tall tree. And one time I got home from work, and these gardeners who like been around re- walk up to me and said, "Hey, you have you have a giant beehive on that tree." And I'm not kidding. Like it was, it was the size of the chest of of a, of a large, heavyset person. Like it was gigantic. Oh wow! And I was like, well, you know, I'll I'll just let them be there, not hurting anybody. And 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 there they lived for a while, until, mm, like a few months later, mm-hmm. I had a party and one of these bees stung me. Oh! And I was like. Okay, you broke dicks. you broke the truce. Yeah, I, so, I'm not going up to you guys and like, poking you with my butt. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I called the city. Yeah, I just called city government and I said, "Hey, uh, there's this giant beehive in my front yard, and it is it is a danger, right? Like oh, the, the, these things yeah. can get maybe we they, they might there might be programs now. I'm thinking with like the Africanized bees and they came and they I didn't even see it I was at work they came around and they sprayed it full of this caustic foam thing and the thing dissolved and all the bees died I had never thought it was a public safety issue I I do feel like yeah I do feel like the city would come if you had hornets or wasps 
Didn't I cost me a thing. I don't know about these. It might be... I know this Rachel would be had a... the exact thing to fact check if we Rachel ever fact check anything. Uh-huh. But... <laughs> because, well, we're giving out all the facts. We are thoroughly yeah, answering yeah. this question. There's no more questions yes. about it. Okay. In, so, in a yeah, research yeah. report, yeah. cite this as yes. okay. uh, um, your footnote. Yeah, I'm citing the city of... Call, uh, yeah. I'm call, citing Mexico. We gotta call okay. Mexico. Call nine one one. If you have a bee say, problem, I have bees. Yeah. And see what happens. Hey, yeah. It might hey. be fun. Got a bad case <laughs> of bees. They, um, might, they might just bring some crackers and be like, "Let's put honey on these crackers," and you have a, like yeah. eighteen firemen having a party in your front yard. Why not? It'd be a block party. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, bringing up Mexico, though, um, I, I know he's depicted as a bee on The Simpsons, the actor who wears the superhero insect costume. But he, but in, in real life, this actor was portraying an insect superhero, but unlike The Simpsons, he was not a bee. He was like a, a cricket or something, right? He was a, a cricket or a grasshopper. Or a grasshopper, yeah. But he Chester recently Bito, passed right? away. Yeah, Chester yeah. Bito, yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah, and he was uh, he was also uh, a creator and a star and one of the stars of El Chavo. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. They called Should him the Bard, the Shakespeare, uh, Mexican TV or something yeah, like they, that. Yeah. The people people were in awe of this guy Chespirito, and he. Hmm. He created a whole bunch of characters, a whole suite of characters, and he had several, several different TV shows yeah. dedicated to. He had like an anthology show, which was like a variety of different sketch shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to love him when I was a kid, yeah. and then I realized how repetitive his jokes were. It was very oh. formulaic. I remember <laughs> a character. It was like a woman character that mm-hmm. that he had. I mean, I've watched it a number of times, not knowing. Uh, more than five words of Spanish, but yeah, he he definitely had a presence about him and uh, a charisma. Um, you know what? I have a theory about that show. Chavo had very distinct um, beats. Things happened. Okay. They always happened the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, so people lived in a little housing development, right? And okay. The landlord would come in, and the deadbeat character who never had a job, never had any money, would never be able to pay the rent. The rent. Okay. So the landlord would come in like, "You owe me this month's rent." Every single episode, he'd, he'd show up. Uh, was when he, he the guy that had the hair on his cheeks? Like that was yeah, that was okay. The guy who Harry Cheekman. That's what we called him. That Harry Cheekman. <laughs> okay, so Harry Cheekman was the landlord. No, no, he's the, the guy. He was the deputy guy. Who oh, he's the guy who can't. He was actually money. played okay. by uh, the actor Harry Cheekman. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the landlord would come in, and invariably, he was a, a, a very fat man. Oh, invariably, a ball, a soccer ball, something would hit him uh-huh. right in the stomach. And okay. it was the funniest thing because the fat man got punched in the stomach. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Okay. <laughs> uh, anytime that they were, oh, you know, they, they made this joke in Arrested Development, like a, a full-grown dude with freckles painted on him because oh, he's yeah. playing a child. That happened yeah. on this show <laughs> oh, all yes. the time. Yes, yes. Uh, and he was not like just a full-grown, like he was getting the senior citizen discount yes. right. at yeah. the movies. He had his he ARP was, card. Yeah, yeah, he was up there. 
So anytime any of these characters who were children, uh, they they would get hurt, they would fall, somebody would get hit with a brick in the face or something, they would cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, each character <laughs> had its own distinct way of crying, and they would always cry the exact same way. (laughs) To the point that one of them, his bit when he cried, Kiko, was to walk up to a specific wall, Uh put his arm up against the wall, look at his friends, and then put his hand... Madly puts his head on... Madly put his face on his arm and start crying. And he would do that even if they were a hundred feet away from the spot. He would march down to his spot, (laughs) put his hand on the wall, and start crying on it. And his was like... (laughs) Yeah. There's definitely definitely this idea that people have of like comedy being all about originality. But there's so much of it. And you see so many people just love to see the same thing over and over Over and over again. And this is my theory. Yeah. Um... So, the show is predictable. Yeah. I mean, there's no way, there's no getting around it. It was predictable. But being predictable made it safe. Mm -hmm. And being safe made it nice. Because, like, maybe you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from. Maybe you don't know what the economy is going to be like. There's it was security in the yeah, sense that that yeah, fat yeah. man world, would get hit. The oh, world yeah. is full of uncertainty. You don't want it, something improvised. You don't want something that's coming at you and like, ah, no, no, no. You want secure. You want safe. You want to know exactly what's going to happen. I want to know happen. that volleyball is yeah. heading right it's for that guy's right gut. heading right for that guy's gut. <laughs> it's, it's weird, but I, I think there's a corollary in that in like... Uh, like the musical tastes of people of different economic backgrounds. Oh, yeah. Because people who are well off will just have a thing for like raw, emotional, like the blues is most commonly enjoyed by like kind of well off 50 year old men. Whereas like the music that actual broke people are listening to is like aspirational and I'm going to make all this money or I'm going to reach for the stars and, yeah. and it's not that I dislike all of it but there is a lot of like sad alternative Kurt Cobain-y kind of music going on in the Clinton era yeah. and if you watch like I don't know if you, if you hear like the kids with their yeah. songs now they've got the whole yeah. what is it Imagine Dragons or what it, yeah. you know Waves, they've got like all these uh, I don't They've got I don't all know these what happy the songs going on. Well, they've got happy songs yeah. going on. Which is a which is I'm glad that you brought that up because we could talk about Blind Melon, who in one of their videos had a girl dressed, dressed up as a, as a bee. Oh man, yeah. it all comes back. It all yeah, what comes is back. the deal with bees? Yeah. What's the deal? <laughs> Why is it so fun to wear a bee costume? Man, I remember the first time I I watched that video. Yeah. I was in heaven. It's a great. I could not, yeah. I could not believe it. That video, yeah, that she's, video director she's tap is dancing, so great. and yeah. then she's just like tap dancing her little heart out, and then she finishes, yeah. she ends, and they just start laughing at her, yeah. and she's crying and wiping her little eyes. Like, oh my god, this is hilarious. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, 
It is pretty it's funny. Amazing, amazing video. Yeah. But I do feel like Blind Melon, that was something that was kind of maybe a response to the more negative, like Nirvana, angsty, grunge stuff. Uh, yeah. Like sure, yeah. Blind Melon, Weezer, it was kind of... Oh, man, I love that group, the Presidents of the United States of America. Oh, yeah, they were safe. Oh, yeah. They were awesome. Yeah, well, I, I guess I'm peaches? a safe kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, peaches. they did They did yeah. the peaches, peaches deal, yeah. yeah. Peaches and... They, they even, like, told you... In song form, the supply line of how peaches get to the supermarket. It, it, it was about it was about distribution and agriculture. Um, it's an educational song. Your your story about Chesperito though reminded me about Buster Keaton. Yeah. And like we've all seen. Um, I haven't. Never seen I've any never seen it. Okay. You know, the most Buster oh. Keaton I've seen was that <laughs> Benny and June movie with Johnny uh, Depp, okay. where he. Yeah. Well, he we would... we definitely we definitely have to remedy that. This is yeah, a recurring you've... thing that comes up on the show: is my love of like movies made before 1950. You have some Buster Keaton qualities to you when you perform. By the yeah, way, you I, should oh, see it. Definitely yeah. channeling. I definitely think. Yeah, we need to 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 bring that out even more because yeah, you you definitely. You could make silent films today. Yeah. yeah. He he was like the Jackie Chan of comedy in the 20s. Yeah. I don't know how else Because wasn't he the guy where there would be like uh, the frame of a house and it would just miss him? Is yeah, he, he, would, okay. he would stand there, there in the window. And, and the window, and, yeah. yeah. He was standing where the window him was. Him and Chaplin so. and Harold Lloyd were all doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's, isn't there a fourth one? Who am I missing? Um, um, Harry Langston, he really... Um, his stuff got buried. I think I don't know how yeah, much. Yeah, I don't. Stuff. I haven't seen very much of him. Yeah. Um, but and there was Charlie Chase too, but he was kind of an imitation of the others. But but long before film was even a thing, like Buster Keaton actually grew up in vaudeville, vaudeville. and as a child, and he did an act with his family. Yeah. And. The, the entire bit was they would just be the family trying to do something, and the kid would do something annoying, would pester the dad, <laughs> and the dad would get so mad that he would beat the crap out of the child. And then they would say, the aristocrats. That was the sketch. <laughs> yes, okay. exactly. Exactly. And then, yeah, Sarah Silverman came out in a bee costume and did a tap dance, and it was beautiful. But they actually had his costume built with handles. In the coat, so Dad could pick him up, yeah. and throw him throw into him. the audience. Like my eight-year-old is gonna go flying yeah. into the crowd. They found like broken old suitcases, right? And they sewed them into his shirt. Yeah. yeah. So that, and then he would, yeah, amazing. So amazing. That's a, yeah. As he grew up and got success in his own right, he didn't have the best relationship with his father. <laughs> um, you may. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. That's so odd. Yeah. It was. It's but, the weirdest yeah. thing. He, like, what was it? He was in that train scene. He did like, mm-hmm. like, like every comedian. They had to do the great train robbery spoof, right? So he he was in the old west, and there's that that water dumping thing, that giant water spout, and they did some gag where he was like right under it, you know, you know the thing, like, oh look at all that water that dumped on him. Well, like that broke his collarbone. Oh, like, it, it, <laughs> they they dumped all this water on him, and he falls down onto a train track or something, and a crack. Like, oh man, oh, like yeah. yeah, 
So they like had to put a bodysuit on him and like take it easy on him for a few weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. for a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna throw All him right, down these stairs. Right. All right, go ahead, walk it off, walk it off. Yeah. Come on, and you'll be alright. Yeah, like her, uh, now Chaplin, like you know he. He was smart about it, and he just, you know, he did some stuff, but he was never, like, crazy, like like uh, Keaton or Lloyd. And Lloyd, he did a photo shoot. You know, he did not have all of his fingers. Yes, yes. Yeah, he was doing a photo shoot, and he was holding one of those kind of, like, prop bombs that look like in Looney Tunes, the like big, white like, coyote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like a Super Mario bomb in his hand, right? And they lit the fuse to kind of get the sparks for the photo. And he's like, ah. But what he did not realize, or anyone on the set of this photo shoot realized, was there was actually fireworks loaded inside of this. This, this was oh, a bomb that was yeah. built for a film that somebody made for it to go off in a scene. It was, it was a real they didn't realize they had a real thing uh. in his hand. So like he's holding it. They go, cheese. And he's holding and holding, and yeah. the fuse that blew up in his hand, and he lost fingers. So it if took you, like five minutes yeah. to expose the film back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you see him in a movie, he's sometimes he's wearing like a specialty glove or something that's got like stuffed fingers, or you don't always like. I can't remember which hand it was, but like. They would de-emphasize that hand. So treat every fake bomb as if it as was, if it was real. real. It was real. Yeah. Yes. That's the Even lesson. Even if it looks like it's, it's from the Mario Brothers. Yeah. And with that, um, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. Uh, we'll be back momentarily. Awesome. Sure. All right, and we're back after I uh, just unmuted all of the microphones. So Yay. Here we are. Yeah. Well, thanks to our sponsors, Ebenezer's Bee Products. Yes. Bert's Bees. Yes. And uh, the lovely and and uh, modern uh, gangplank. Oh studios. yeah, gangplank Chandler, very cool. Yeah, right next door to Improv Mania. Yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. This Chandler place, lots of fun. So I used to live in Chandler. I, I still for, do. For four hey. years. Yeah. yeah. I still do. Um, how do you feel about Honey Nut Cheerios? Love them. Love them? Never Delicious. had them. Never had them. Wait, no. No, yes, I have had them. Don't care for them. Okay. Okay. They're not the sweetest of cereals. And that, that's probably I, the point. I, I feel like it's one of those, like, gateway cereals where you yeah. have that before diving into Captain Crunch or yeah. something harder. Oh, I, I guess the problem is not so much with the Cheerios themselves. It was just my expectation was wildly different and, and, and just wrong. <laughs> you heard I'd seen, Billy West I'd being seen the bee. animated cartoons, bees in commercials, and mm. my mind went somewhere. And, just, and, and they, they color it with those warm yeah. browns that, and that, yellows. That, 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 and there's that wooden dollop of honey that just and it's pours in the and shape like, of like a Winnie the Pooh style high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went in there and it was not particularly sweet. But you oh, mentioned yeah. the little honey dipper thing too and I've talked about on this <laughs> show before about my love of owning things mm -hmm. that you see people use in cartoons or silent <laughs> movies. Did you and have a mallet? Like my, just like my push lawnmower. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I was so excited when we had a honey dipper. I'm like, oh, these are real things <laughs> that, that you can own. And I was so excited to have one. How know? much blacksmithing do you do on your anvil? <laughs> yeah, a fair amount. 
if I'm gonna be blacksmithing, I'm gonna use my anvil. <laughs> I don't drop it on people's heads as much as you think you're going to. You're very to. When kind. You, when you buy it, you're like, oh, I'm gonna drop this on so many people's heads. <laughs> and then you just never, it never comes up. Or you do it once and the person yeah. dies or has, gets a concussion and can't remember their name. And, and then you think twice about yeah. using it. After yeah. that, it's never the same. As, as a kid, I was very influenced by the Three Stooges, and um, my mom actually banned us from watching that because I was, like, punching my brother and abusing him uh, with my fist and trying to copy them. So uh, sometimes cartoons and TV can have a negative influence. My cousins had... Um, they were not... They were not copying the Three Stooges, uh, but you just reminded me like they they would hit they would hit each other quite consistently, and they had like it was basically like uh, justice and retribution for offenses, and they had uh, like if you if you bumped against one of them like well that's one in the arm for bumping me like they they smack each other, but. You, you you had to have a, a carefully measured response based on the offense because you could go too hard uh-huh. and, and then, then you somebody would be something back. somebody You're would guilty. call abuse okay They're like hey hey abuso abuso and then you get to smack them back uh, if uh, there was none of this like flinching stuff I just never understood that wait a minute you you made like you were gonna hit me and you didn't hit me but I flinched and now you get to hit me <laughs> Yeah, that's, okay. so I mean, is this that, that that? written down? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is this maybe a cultural thing? Like, like Americans were more ready to hit people. Like, is this more of a fair thing? Uh, uh, in- they had a very intricate system of of equivalencies, like how many smacks each offense was worth. Like, it was like Hammurabi, <laughs> Hammurabi's code. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very so, I don't know. It's like, yeah, if Ayn Rand wrote Lord of the Flies or something, <laughs> it was like... <laughs> it's a very, yeah, it's definitely very, very mapped out and uh, like a currency exchange. Yes. Almost. Yeah. I, I definitely have known kids like that, for sure. I... <laughs> Hey, you punched me in the face. I can kick you in the armpit. Does anybody remember the game of uh, let's see who can hit the softest? Oh, and, and then, then... And then you I, let the other person go first, and then they tap you, and then you hit them really hard and go, oh, you win. You win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like, uh, was it 52-card pickup? Oh, or it's like the right. same genre yeah. of, of game. Classic. I just taught my daughter the uh, what were you eating under there joke. Oh. And, uh, yeah. I'm not familiar with I'm not with familiar that. with the joke. No. Oh. What were you eating under there? Underwear. Oh. oh. Okay. You guys oh, got it. So we Join the, the Pen 15 Club. Can I write Pen 15 on your hand? <laughs> and the curves of the five are yeah. a little less sharp, and the 15 uh-huh. is really close to the word pen. <laughs> yeah. Dude in Sharpie on the back of their hand. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about, after teaching her the, uh, the what are you eating under there joke, I started thinking about Martin Scorsese. Go on. And I'll bet no one That's an, in the yeah. last no one in the last forty years has done that prank to Martin Scorsese. <laughs> because if you got to meet Martin Scorsese, I are would, you really gonna waste that opportunity 
to ask him what were you eating under there. I bet the four of us you know now will. You know what that will. means? Yeah, what that means is he is now the perfect target for that joke. Did Maybe you say 15 years, right. 10, 15 years? I would, I would, I would say wait, 40. Just, I would all right, J.J. Abrams, 40. go get him. Yeah, go just, get him, Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> You've got it. Somebody out there has <laughs> to do this so we can know what his <laughs> response is. Because I imagine Martin Scorsese's response to uh, you laughing at him saying that he's eating underwear has got to be pretty amazing. Uh, I just... You made me think of that scene in Casino where they catch uh, the guy counting cars and you stick him up like a meat tenderizer and just he they just destroy his fingers with it. Oh yeah. yeah that, I think it's you it's gonna be think on that level. Would probably with that. happen? Oh, okay. Well, maybe yeah. Ooh. We don't want any uh liability for that. No. So, uh, no. But we're not telling you not no, to do yeah. it. Yeah. Just, it's America. Yeah. You You're free to do what you want. Harass Martin Scorsese. Yes. It's in the Bill of Rights. Now, yeah. I think people probably try that on Donald Trump like once a week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... People are gunning for him. He's an since. obvious target that's like, oh, yeah, hey, Donald, what were you eating under there? Like, And I could see his response is probably pretty amazing, too, though, because you yeah. know he's going to flip out. Yeah. Ever, well, like, ever oh, since... Oh, you got me. No, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you eating under there? You're... Severance pay. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Ever since The Apprentice, yeah, I'm sure he yeah. really marked himself yeah. as a. I mean, not that he didn't before. But. Yeah, I've I've never watched a single episode of The Apprentice. I I, I have either. only seen a fraction of a fraction one episode. Okay, that's all you need to see. That's all I fraction. needed. That's all yeah. I needed. It's pretty much it's pretty much what goes down with like any of those Gordon Ramsay cooking contests or you know what I mean those things it's like put people under stress watch them stress out to do this thing and, and then let them know how terrible they were and then and then also the edit thing. it to make them look even more more like stressed yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. it's and a I stress thing and my life is stressful enough that's without so watching funny. other people flip out and that's you know. yeah that's what i say is usually like i deal with enough assholes in the yeah. course of a day <laughs> right, yeah that i don't need to come home and invite them to my living room yeah and, yeah hey, Asshole it up in yeah. front of me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I can't watch the more modern horror movies because it's like, yeah, life is terrifying enough. Why do I need to watch Saw three? Like, oh, nobody oh, needs right. to yeah, watch Saw. Saw anything. It's like, <laughs> boy, I want to watch that. Yeah, people being coerced into hurting each other. That's my entertainment. I like it. Yeah, and then they turn into like a genre because it was Saw and Hostel and oh right yeah oh, oh, really yeah, yeah. Hospice I don't know I mean <laughs> yeah. I like a good Hotel, villain <laughs> B yeah I like a good villain but I think like Jigsaw is a little I don't know it goes from being like oh a villain in the story to nihilism I want to eat Earth I don't know. Oh, I also, Jigsaw actually yeah. tries to take over the planet. I don't, I don't think so. No, that's. I mean, that's uh, Saw Two Electric Boogaloo. I, mean, I didn't. Yeah, I only saw a fraction <laughs> of that. In Jigsaw versus Jason, who would win? 
Jason was. Jason. Cause yeah, because he's like a supernatural entity. Yeah. Okay. Jason's got like the powers of zombie juice or something okay. going for him. Yeah. All right. So the cl- the classic horror figures are a little bit more powerful. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I mean, Freddy could jump from mind to mind. Oh, like, you guys are like way more modern than me. I was thinking of like Dracula. Oh, oh Bella Dracula. He. Oh man, Dracula could bring it. I don't know about Frankenstein's monster, uh-huh. but hey, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna bring this up. Okay, let's yeah. just talk Frankenstein real quick. Let's talk. Okay, about everyone gets all like, because like, oh, I've seen Frankenstein, or oh, I've read Frankenstein, or whatever. Oh, Frankenstein's not the name of the monster. That's the name of the scientist. But think of it this way, friends. The scientist made the monster. So in a way, the monster is... The his son. Yeah, the monster the takes exactly. the last name of the of creator. Of his father. When so I, he is Frankenstein as well, when the I, When I taught the novel Frankenstein, I would, towards the later chapters, get around to just calling him Junior. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's the answer. Junior. Question Boy, is, what's great. his first name? Scott Frankenstein. Scott Frankenstein. Sean Frankenstein. <laughs> Austin Corey, Frankenstein. Corey Frankenstein. <laughs> Skyler. <laughs> Tanner Frankenstein. You get off that Swiss. Drew. <laughs> so, I mean, in the book, do they just refer to him as the monster? As the creature. The, the creature. creature. Yeah. Okay. Just like the, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Right. He's just a creature. He's just a creature, too. But I think, yeah, you got to differentiate. Now that, like, you know, Universal put out all those great monster movies for, like, that... 25 plus years they they you know in the 30s or somewhere they had yeah. Frankenstein and then in the 50s they put out creature from the black lagoon so i think maybe that's what did it maybe that's what did it maybe frankenstein was the creature before that i don't know i don't know no i know that is what happened no that's, yeah no no we are but no but fact checking i am answering right now yeah. has anybody we had to differentiate so has anybody seen the Mexican Dracula? I'm pretty sure I have. You pretty sure you have? Okay. I really want to. I imagine it's probably a special feature on one of the one of the discs, but they would because it was thirty three, they didn't have dubbing technology. So they'd send the cast and crew home at five o'clock and then <laughs> the Mexican cast and crew would show up and they would film all night long. On the same in, set with the, the same, same costumes. Yeah, all the same, same stuff. Same yeah. costumes. Same equipment. Same basic yeah. plot, mm-hmm. but actually at night, so it was a little creepier. Oh, yeah, nice. And apparently Aww. the actor that played the vampire is a little spookier, even. I just and, wanted them to do like Laurel and Hardy, where they phonetically yes. say <laughs> their lines in Spanish. Yeah, that, Laurel and Hardy did the same thing, where they, they didn't... Laurel and Hardy made movies yeah. in Spanish, and they didn't know Spanish. So yeah, they, so they would write it on a blackboard next to them, and they would read it off phonetically. <laughs> and it's oh man, adorable! Oh it's, my gosh, oh, man! Yeah, you have to see it. Oh wow! I, wow! I want and to see that. A lot of the overseas markets were, for whatever reason, I don't know, more willing to have longer shorts. So like the American versions were usually about twenty minutes. 
So the but the French and Spanish versions were sometimes 30 and 40 minutes. So you'd get entire subplots or stuff would get resolved that just kind of like in the American version, the guy would get angry and start throwing stuff at them and they would jump out the window and run away. But in the in the Spanish version, you actually get to find out what happens to them and Hmm. Oh wow! Interesting. So let's yeah. uh, we would be able to learn more about that universe by viewing both versions. Yes. Which? Yeah. Multiverse. Multiverse. Silent of those film multiverse. Have, have both versions. Not silent film. Yeah, I have the old timey film. Big set that has, yeah. has multiple versions. Of they d- a lot of the secondary characters do. They did get like Spanish speakers. They did. Right? Yeah. Like, Usually they'd have a wife, <laughs> and she would they swap her out, and you can tell the difference. Like she's <laughs> fluent, <laughs> and then it goes back. And to then go back to McGee. Yo, yeah. te amo. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, it's unfortunate that there wasn't um, an American version of El Chavo that they uh, shot after the regular one. Uh, yeah, I think probably the closest oh. thing we have to that is Urkel. Yeah, yeah, that was I'd say that's pretty very formulaic, safe. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The if Urkel you can't show. predict the the punchlines. There's something wrong with never you. Seen you've never seen this before. show. <laughs> yeah, you've never seen. Welcome it. to welcome uh, to this. Uh, the first time you're watching this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've never you've, you've never uh, seen a television program before. <laughs> oh my god! I used to live for TGIF when I was 11. What else was on TGIF besides Urkel? Well, it changed over the seasons. Um, yeah. There used to I be. I just remember Urkel. It was like Full House. Full House was oh, that matters, was on that. Step by step. What's step by step? Step by step was kind of like a '90s version of uh, the Brady the, Bunch. The it was Susan Summers. Oh yes, And it was. the guy from Dallas. Uh, <laughs> What was that they guy? Get, I, I think the I know Dallas. Oh, I was thinking <laughs> guy from Dallas. That guy who played I, Jr. I who played Jr. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Jr. Uh, Duffy, Patrick Duffy. Patrick Duffy, yeah. Patrick Duffy was on Dallas. Mm-hmm. I think so. Wow, yeah. that guy goes back. I, uh, the more wow, there's a lot of Patrick Duffy. Was, yeah. ta- was Patrick Duffy in Nosferatu? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Suzanne Summers, of Patrick Civil Duffy. Soldier looks just like Patrick Duffy. Patrick Duffy's Wolverine. Yeah. Or the Wolfman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, at some point. Uh, oh, oh, Perfect Strangers Duffy. was in there. That was part of it? Whoa, TGIF. Oh, man. very, very early on. Wow, yeah, I didn't know even that. Before it was called TGIF, but it was like the. Part of that Friday night block. family hour. Oh, wow. And the eventually, was... uh, like. Things like Boy Meets World was on that, uh, like later years. California Dreamin', or was that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to name uh, television shows I didn't watch. Oh, okay. <laughs> that very, that I, I just think of like a very much Mamas like and the Papa's title. song. Yeah. Oh, Family that. Matters spun out of Perfect Strangers. Really? That is the correct. mother yeah. was what? in Were both. they both in Chicago yeah. or something? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, have I, you played that online video game that nothing's yes. gonna stalk me now? Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Yes, I that did. That is so awesome. There's a Perfect Strangers so video funny. game on the internet. Oh my god. 
Yeah, of yeah. course there is. Well, yeah, you move the arrows, and I think the space key makes Balky jump. And you've you got to collect the stars of his dreams. You're just running, you're just oh. running towards the horizon and trying to catch these gold coins. And, and depending on how many gold coins you get, that's uh, how much of your dreams you got. Yeah, so... It, and it and and you start flying? The and well, the scenery can... follows the lyrics of the theme song. Yes. Oh. The theme so, song wow. is playing... Yeah. We'll definitely have to put a link to that. In yeah, the there's a part where he's sure. flying because they're saying something about how he's soaring with his wings of his dreams or something like that. Oh, so there's a part where you're in the sky with the birds and the clouds picking up your... With the birds and the bees. Yeah, the bees and the bees as well. Yeah, you know what's really funny? Like nowadays, nowadays, like 2015, you go and you watch one of these episodes, you turn on Netflix or whatever, you watch a show from like 1988 and it's the weirdest thing because yeah. those intros were long yeah it's like that 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 show too many cook that that too many oh, cooks thing yeah it's kind of like that yeah. it's just a little yeah, shorter right, yeah. than too many cooks yeah um but the 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 game if you're gonna, that nothing's gonna stop me now.com or whatever that is that video game how long does it look like that one wasn't too it's long. About, it's about a minute. A minute. Mm -hmm. So the game is only lasts as long as the theme song does. So it pushes okay. you through. Oh. So you got to direct him as he's running. You don't control the speed of it. Okay. So, sure. yeah, yeah. So if you've got a minute, if you've got a much, uh, the amount of time as the perfect Stranger's theme song, I you could can probably play the game. spare a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then if you do listen to the song and you're running through it, you're like, oh, that's what yeah, the guy's singing. The scenery yeah. changes. <laughs> that's definitely not one of those theme songs, though, that's like permanently implanted yeah, in Yeah, I memory. have no idea what, how that theme song goes. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's something about... Standing tall on the wings of my dreams Rise and fall on the wings of my dreams Thunder, yeah, lightning, yeah. cold, and rain. And then you run through an alley that's got, like, a rainstorm going on during that part. I like, think that's yeah. how a show got picked to be on TGIF, was it had some kind of happy ballad. Sing-along. Yeah. yeah. Sing-along quality. <laughs> because... Whatever yeah. happened to predictability? Whatever the did happen the paper boy. It's like The milkman is... I guess he died. I don't know. Yeah. The paper boy... <laughs> Paperboy, yeah, you There's a Paperboy somewhere. What, what are you that, talking about? Well, I think that show, I mean, as much as it seems backwards or reactionary, it was way ahead of its time. Because now, who's getting the newspaper delivered? Maybe your grandparents? Maybe. I am. Oh, and you. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we only did I it just, for the coupons. I just new mediated myself. Uh, um, oh. Oh! But it is weird, though, that uh, I always found, growing up, Gilligan's Island. It was on all the time. And I, I know I'm And you always watch it like it was the daytime, right? It was, yeah. the yeah. sun was out, you're thinking, like, I should go out and, like, but make friends thing, or something. I always found it kind of hokey, and so I never watched it. Hmm. But... The theme song is etched into... I'll never forget the yeah, rest yeah. of the theme song. I, I, I had the opposite reaction to... Oh, yeah, Hulk I remember King. the theme song now. That would make me watch a show. Like, I watched The Monkees and Lancelot Link 
oh a couple summers like yeah crazy because of the hoax fact yeah I, those I, are those i loved though and yeah. I, I don't know what the i don't know what my aversion is. is to reality that makes me go towards like here's you know the spy movie about a talking chimp here's the weird thing for me <laughs> about the monkeys yeah is i also really really love the smothers brothers oh oh man did remember in the 80s when they had their revival uh-huh oh that was so good because, like, for me, I was in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. One of them was named Tommy. He knew how to do the yo-yo. So that's when I learned the yo-yo was oh, the... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I learned I can do... Is a, that a dance move? To this... Uh, no, it's a... I was... It's I was oh, it's, a, it's an actual yo-yo. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. No, yeah. Oh, actually, can you yo-yo. do the yo-yo? No, I can... Yeah, to this day, I think I can still I can do a bunch still of do the, the tricks. Man, but, yeah, I um, can do around the world. I can, the loop-de-loop, the... I, I always lose it when I try to do the UFO thing. Where, oh, like, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, I always lose it there. Um, yeah. But anyway, go on about but, the Smothers so the Mo- Brothers. Sm- Smothers Brothers, sometime in the early 60s, had a, a sitcom where one of them was dead. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy was the goofy one, right? And Dick yeah, was yeah, and one, Dick right? was the straight, straight man. man, yeah. So, so Tommy was dead. <laughs> and he came back to Earth as an angel. And it was in black and white... Once one year they just started playing it on on Nick at Night as of when I was a kid I think I was in high school and I started watching it and I was like that's really funny but that sounds familiar and I watched a whole bunch of them in a row and their episodes story for story joke for joke note for note beat for beat were like Somebody took it, and erased all the Smothers Brothers names, uh-huh. and they became the episodes of the monkeys. What? So yeah, the complete. Cause oh man, have, that's so the, weird. The Smothers Brothers have like three other shows that are more popular, like their variety shows. Yeah, and, their sketches mm-hmm. and yeah, stuff. And their yeah, sketch shows. But this sitcom was, and, and I wouldn't even say it's like a template. It wasn't like oh, a lot of the Mr. Ed plots yeah. show oh. up on Sanford and Son. With different jokes or whatever, but it's still about, you know, somebody says something goofy and then the neighbors misunderstand. Maybe, maybe it's the same guy, because I know, like, that guy, uh-huh. like, maybe the last season of Monkeys or whatever, he's like, oh, blah, 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 you guys are blah, blah, blah. And the monkeys are like, you guys are blah, blah, blah. And then he went to the Archies. Uh-huh. Wait, the Archies? Yeah, some producer went from... The monkeys to the Archies. So maybe my theory or my hypothesis, rather, is, is maybe a live action show? he worked on the. the um, um, I think the Archies was animated. Animated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so but, like that sugar sugar song, which is like almost the perfect. It's a. Yeah, it's yeah. a great sugar song. sugar honey yeah. honey honey. Nah, nah, nah. What it, what is it what, with the bees? What but, is the deal with bees? Um, but yeah, maybe it's yeah. maybe you got to tr- maybe you got to trace that probably, producer. It probably yeah. yeah, there's probably definitely a lot of uh, a lot of nepotism or. Yeah. But I don't know how. But that goes back to like it until recently, nobody cared that if you were unoriginal, and even now, right? Like, yeah, comedians yeah. will get really mad online if somebody's stealing jokes, and and I'll be like, that's awful, and I'll I'll make fun of them, but I'll talk to people who don't do comedy, and they're like, I don't. Yeah, and then here we are at Comic Con where every artist is making like fine art prints. (laughs) I did air quotes, by the way, of of you know X Men and Deadpool and like Disney characters and all that 
yeah, junk. No, yeah, that's, yeah, definitely true. Um, but yeah, like people just are like, oh, so I share memes too. Well, that's yeah. slightly different, but like, you're not, yeah, yeah. What what are those artists' relationship to Batman and Superman? That they're making sometimes, prints of these. Yeah, sometimes they'll be kind of clever. But I was at one with, with some guy, and he was just like, well, who are your favorite characters? Oh, Catwoman and Sylvester the Cat? Okay, I'll draw them together. Like Sylvester Catwoman? Yeah, yeah no. That's just, fun. Just like Sylvester and Catwoman standing back. Oh, okay. Back. Oh, it wasn't oh, a mashup. Less yeah, fun. No, 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 I'd, I'd rather see, like... And, and the weird thing was, I didn't even, and this was, my kids, my boys were way, way younger. I didn't even, like, mean to, like, call the guy out or anything on it. But I was like, oh, I don't know if that's really my thing. And he got super offended. He's like, I'm just doing this for fun, and I'm, just, I'm trying to make a living, and blah, blah, blah. I was just like, I don't know what, what, so I don't see why I have to like it, or whatever, but. <laughs> yeah, that that does yeah. not get my liking But I, yeah, yeah, I, I. I have said in the past, like if people really did care about his originality as much as they claim to, I think we probably would have seen more of it by now. Yeah, um, formulas are like like you know safe. They're safe. Uh, if William Shakespeare were alive today, he would be writing. He yeah. would be writing for uh, Terminator movies or something. Sure. You know, he'd... Yeah. There'd be like Romeo and Juliet 3. He's, sure, he's, yeah. He definitely, definitely followed a lot of formulas in his yeah. plays, too. So. Even, even the great Christopher Marlowe, like, he would... Though he would add more twists at the end or do something really weird in the middle, mm-hmm. even the great, brilliant Christopher Marlowe would do, like, you know, things for the groundlings. Oh, uh, but right now it is Arturo's birthday. Uh, Rick has gotten uh, Arturo a, a, a delicious looking cream cheese cake from uh, QT. Uh, my wife yeah. and I, uh, the lovely Michelle and I, uh, we got him a present. And uh, oh, I, I think it's the unveiling first, time. This yeah. is a first for this bum, podcast. Bum, bum. Listen okay. to the rapper. Oh no, I did not. See, this I think this is the first time that we've not been funny on this show. We're 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 purely factual. Purely. All right. All right. I'm opening this and there is a case of Red Bull. There you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an envelope too. And I'm going to see if there's anything. There's another thing. Beef jerky. That's right. Beef you're jerky. a man now. Yeah. You're a man now. So I, I figure you deserve some meat. It's and let me see. I'm gonna open the envelope. Are you now. are you going camping, Arturo? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is a postcard. I have a, a, a birthday card from the awkward family. Uh, uh, awkward photos. family photos. Oh. Uh, and, and it's a guy with a. A beautiful mullet and uh, uh, these green eyes and a mustache plucked straight out of the 80s, and he's got a snake around a real his one. shoulders. Oh. A real snake. Happy it's birthday. Snake, you may be getting older, mullet. but you've never looked cooler. Oh. You may not have a. Uh, may you have your Python uh, have a year that totally rolls with a 20. May you and your Python have a year that totally rolls 20. 
Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. You're welcome. We'll we'll call Paco your Python. How's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely think uh, yeah. On Python, I think that settles the the case of what is the deal with uh, bees. So we'll the deal with the, bees. We'll close yes. the book on that one. Yeah. And we'll bees on are to, worse than pythons. We'll move on to plugs. Hey. Plugs. Tommy. Hey, what, Rick. Uh, what have you got going on in the near future? Well, and or what projects would you like people to know about? I, uh, I, I am always working on Fred the Mustard Packet. Uh, so seek out Fred the Mustard Packet. That's a web comic I do. I am uh, also working on Philip Haldeman's My Big Break. With Philip Haldeman and Kyle Bennett. Kyle Bennett's amazing. Um, That is a comic book, autobiographical. It is about Philip Haldeman's experience of playing Denny in the cult midnight movie classic, The Room. Uh, As you mentioned at the top of this broadcast, I am one half of robot destroyers from planet Earth. I'm the other half. And Arturo's the other half. He's the better half. And... um, we have a show at the Trunk Space on Wednesday, August 26th. That's our next show. And the show after that at the Torch is going to be Friday, September 18th. So we've, we've got a couple shows coming up. And um, I am performing next door to where we're recording at Improv Mania as often as I can. I... As they say in hockey, I'm trying to log in my minutes. I'm getting my minutes. They have shows every Friday and Saturday. They have shows every Friday and Saturday. Probably the least used hockey expression I've ever heard. Get in your minutes. Well, that's for the. I guess that's just for like the coaches to the players. Okay, maybe that's maybe that's more. Or player to player, I don't know. But like, yeah, it's it's Friday and Saturday, seven and nine p.m. The seven p.m. is the family friendly show, and the nine p.m. is a little looser. Yeah, like, like my stool sample. <laughs> oh, well, I would also encourage you to uh, uh, follow us on Twitter. We are at Robot Destroyers, and uh, we have a bunch of uh, web comics uh, that have to do with robots and destroying. Uh, I Arturo do draws too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Like to see those collected. Tell us about Apollo sometime. 12, Arturo. Yeah, um, Rick and I are members of Apollo 12, and we just had two shows, so I don't know when our next our show next is. Probably be second Friday of September. Second Friday which of is, September. I believe the 11th or 12th. Here, oh, I just closed it like a fool. Uh, Apollo 12's next show, it's the second Friday. Second Friday. So that will be on uh, September 11th. Yes. Ah. Come celebrate that day by yeah, seeing yeah. some improv. There you circle go. circle it on your calendar and never forget it. At the yes. Torch Theater. Oh, I love it. In Phoenix. All right, awesome. Jeff, where can we see you or learn more about you? Well, I'll be in the studio at some point uh, soon. Um, yeah! Awesome. I don't have anything cool coming up. Uh, follow me on Twitter. It's painless, at jcardallo. And that's all I got. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, as, uh, as Arturo mentioned, you'll be able to catch me on the second Friday of every month in, uh, in Apollo 12. And also 
the fourth Saturday of every month, um, I read a book and then perform with the Improvised Book Club. Ooh, what's the next book, Rick? Oh, put me on the spot because I haven't started oh, it yet. You don't know what the uh, book is. You know what the book is. Uh, Do you know what the thing? Yeah, of course. The title. It's a title redacted. Title redacted. That's the it's the name of the book. I'll fix that in post. Yeah, no, he will not fix that in post. Yes. We want to no, know. No one's gonna fact check anything. Yes. No, no one's fact checking. Then yeah, then I guess I'll say it's. Uh, oh no, we just did Orange Is the New Black. That was the only <laughs> book I could think of. You're gonna you're gonna read Hop on Pop. Hop on Pop. Yes. And go set a watch, man. Well, that's probably not a. <laughs> Atlas. That Rogers might be choice. a good. Oh geez, that that'd be like two. Two months worth. Yeah. What's the really short one? Is that the Fountainhead, or is that a long one too? I the Fountainhead's long. Fountainhead's long. Yeah. Okay. I know the strength. Not that it, it's Anthem. N- Anthem is a short one. It's not Ayn Rand, but if you want a short book, the Strange Case of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde is not only great but concise. All right, you heard it here. That's you heard it first. Great. Yeah. Well, I think that about uh, does it for our time together, dear listeners. Oh. But don't despair. We will be back next week. Uh, same bat time. Same bat channel. Now we have to finish that. Instead of same surf time. <laughs> same, same surf, surf time. Let me end. Let me end. I need...